What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, F. Dukes, your host of Hippie Wicked Radio Podcast. We're coming to you live tonight. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everyone's doing well. It's been a great week. It's been a matter of fact, it's been an amazing week. Got a lot of shit done, and I can't wait to be here with y'all for the next few minutes. Make sure to download and subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to check out episodes 1 through 14. Just dropped a, my latest. It's called My Dad Moose. And you can check that out. It's, a, it's, it's about my dad's story from growing up in a bomb shelter to joining the army to playing rugby to being blown up in Cyprus to traveling to Antarctica and coming back to the United States to start a family. Really good interview. Make sure to check that out. But in the meantime, if you hear that ice jingle jangling that means it's almost time for a worldwide cheers yo if you got a drink and you're drinking with me put that drink up in the sky it's a worldwide cheers however you say it progs cheers salute whichever it is Put that drink really high up in the sky and tilt that mofo back and take a sip. You're listening to Hippie Wicked Radio Podcast. (sighs) That was amazing. Never has Tito Vodka ever tasted so better. Goddamn, it's delicious. All right. So I'm in a good mood. Had a good week. A lot of good stuff going on. Right? That's right. (laughs) So... Two of my favorite things, music and Detroit. And those two things right there are important. Why? Right now, not only because I'm from there and I make music, but also because the number one album that dropped last week belongs to an amazing artist from the city of Detroit. His name's Big Sean with his album Detroit 2. You heard it right, Big Sean has made his comeback, dropping his album. You haven't heard from him in a long time. He dropped a single with Nipsey Hussle. He's got Lil Wayne on the album, Dave Chappelle, Stevie Wonder. Pardon my Tito's vodka burp. Young Thug on there. Just a, it's The project overall is amazing. It sounds like some Detroit shit. And also, I think Big Sean, lyrically, is one of the top probably 10 in the game right now. I think he's very underrated. I, th- I feel like he's an underdog. And he came through with the number one spot, baby. And guess who was his number one rival during that time? Dun, dun, dun. That's right, stupid. You heard it right. It's Takashi 69 stupid. But Tattletale. And his album actually only did around 50,000 units, 100,000 less than what they projected. And I am so happy. I don't know if this is just a fluke and they 
misread the numbers or his fans just haven't gone out and bought the album yet. But usually, you know, you you know what they say. The first week you release something usually is the biggest numbers. And then after that, it becomes like half and then a quarter and, you know, like an eighth and shit like that after that. I don't know. I don't see his fans coming back after this and supporting his movement. Um, I don't think there's anything interesting in what he's saying anymore. I think his shit-talking and his narcissistic, uh, fake facade that he has is is been... The cover's been blown. And I think we all just kind of know that he's a, he's a fucking punk. He's not going to kill anybody. He's not going to smack nobody. He's not going to fuck nobody's bitch like he always talks about. Takashi Six Nine's album, I listened to it. It's whack. Um, Big Sean, there's like 20 songs on the album. Literally, almost the entire album is nothing but fear, pure fuego. Pure fuego. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, not just because he's from Detroit, but the album and the production is on point. So this is Big Sean's third number one release. That's amazing. Uh, it sold 103,000 albums in the U.S. ending in uh, the week of September 10th. And this is according to the Nielsen Music and MRC data, of course. Um, his previous number one spot was his last two solo albums in 2017, which was Decided and then 2015's Dark Sky Paradise. And coming in a close but not so close, number four. And I'm not hating, man. I, I, obviously, this motherfucker sold way more albums than me. But three spots back to number four. 53,000 albums sold, earning him his third top ten album. Yes, that's right. He's dropped all of his fucking singles that are garbage called Gooba, Trolls, and Yeah, Yeah. Um, and by the way... Yeah, uh, Trolls, which had Nicki Minaj on it, gave 6 9 his first number one. And then Yaya, unfortunately, only came in at number 99. Stupid. Why did it only come in at 99? Stupid. Stupid. That's all he says. Sorry, I'm obsessed when he says that because he just sounds so fucking stupid. Other notable mentions who finished actually at number two was Pop Smoke's album. I'm glad to see him. Unfortunately, I, I hate seeing that he you know, passed away the way he did. And then his, his album is number one. I'm not sure if he had a number one album actually before when he was alive. But it's sad that it takes you to die to be able to have your highest selling album. Um, and to be honest with you, the, the songs I heard, I like his voice. I like his sound. Um, I like his beats and production. But he sounds a lot like 50 Cent. And then they did that remix of Many Men. And I'm just not a fan of that. Because I feel like the the original Many Men, you could hear his hurt, his pain, and his his lyrics and his storytelling, and of course the intro to the song where he's getting shot up in front of his like grandma's house or whatever it was. But Pop Smoke's remix was not that good. I didn't like the beat. I didn't like what he did chopping up the hook like that. But um, R.I.P. to R.I.P. to Pop Smoke. I would definitely give Detroit Two um, a four out of five. A lot of dope tracks. Um, a lot of tracks, actually. 22 songs. Now, a few of them are skits, but my, by far one of my favorites is Deep Reverence with uh, Nipsey Hussle. The track Wolves is pretty dope. Post Malone's on it, and he sings the hook. Didn't like the song Body Language with Ty Dolla Sign, um, but uh, Guard Your Heart was dope. Um, Respect it featuring Young Thug, that was dope. Lithuania featuring Travis Scott, eh, wasn't the biggest fan. And then Full Circle featuring uh, Key Wayne and Diddy. Those were, I don't know, 
I, I wasn't the biggest fan of those. But overall, like I said, four out of five stars. The production's dope. His flow is always dope. His um, his content is actually what made me give him so high because um, he's been battling with depression. He talks about losing a baby. He talks about um, being suicidal. And I just think it's really cool when people are, are able to open up and, and really let the world see them in a, in a place where they've never seen them and be vulnerable to criticism and, 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 and being critiqued uh, harshly. Other news going on in the world outside of the Billboard charts. If you haven't heard already, I am so sorry to see this. Oh, That's right, Cardi B has officially filed for divorce against the Migos hip-hop group artist Offset. Yes, their three-year marriage has come to an abrupt end, and I am so sad to see it. From her WAP music video to her constant pee-popping on IG and his constant infertility, as she says, and stepping outside of the marriage. Their three-year marriage, celebrity marriage, has ended. I mean, I honestly don't care, but as a parent of two young kids, I do feel bad for their daughter, Culture. Um, By the way, that's Culture spelled with a K. Um, I hate seeing the young kid have to go through that. My parents have been together for almost 50 years, so I can't even imagine what it'd be like. Especially two parents that most likely have opposite schedules, as is different traveling schedules, different work routines, uh, different house routines, and then you throw a kid in the mix of that, and it's kind of just... And it's kind of just bound not to work. But shout out to them. I hope they're able to work through things and uh, come together and maybe even drop some hot new music. Who knows? But WAP, WAP is my shit. That's, that's, like, that's my jam for the rest of the summer and fall. So shout out to them, and shout out to Offset and Amigos. And if you haven't heard by now, and you've been living under a fucking rock, uh, then you would know about what's been going on with Megan the Stallion and Tory Lanez. Um, crazy story. So apparently Megan the Stallion was hanging out with Kylie Jenner and some other person, a friend there in Hollywood. Uh, they were hanging out, probably hanging and banging. Megan the Stallion uh, and Tory Lanez got into an argument. And it resulted in Megan the Stallion getting shot. Yes, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Out of all people, it couldn't have been Takashi 69. We couldn't bring back Pop Smoke. But you shoot fucking Megan the Stallion. Not only does he have a horrible shot, the motherfucker shot her in the foot. Shot her in like the fucking heel. Um, it turns out the sheriffs, LA County sheriffs come out, wherever the fuck they were. The sheriffs come out. Pretty much she's dripping blood everywhere and they make everyone get out the vehicle. Well, it becomes a huge controversy because Megan's not telling the story, not telling everything what's going on. I think she was trying not to get Tori in trouble, even though she knows he did her dirty. Um, But that was about a month ago. Now, text messages have been released by TMZ saying that Tori Lanez has been messaging Megan the Stallion apologizing won't go into depth but definitely says he's sorry for how everything went down quote unquote I was just way too drunk <laughs> if I get so fucking drunk that I shoot somebody please god 
strike me dead. I'm serious. If, I just, if I'm wilding out having a good time with people I love and I end up shooting someone I love because I'm just way too drunk. I'm sorry. Tori needs to go back to Canada. Ship him back. Ship him back where he came from. Tori. Damn, Tori was on the street too. He's been making some hits lately, man, because the kid's nice. But he's obviously got little man syndrome. He's got a forehead the size of a six head. And uh, just dude needs to think. You could take the homeboy out the hood, but not the hood out the homeboy. There's that. So if you're not familiar with what's going on with that, there's that. Make sure to check that out on TMZ. And finally, (sighs) I don't know what this kid's doing. I don't know where he's at after his Eminem beef, after getting destroyed, but notably having one of the best comeback diss tracks, Machine Gun Kelly. What made you do it? I mean it. What made you do it? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the VMAs were a few weeks back, not even a few weeks back, a couple weeks back, and Machine Gun Kelly shows up to the VMAs wearing a pink turtleneck blouse with a pearl necklace and his hair bleached blonde and all puffy and combed over to the side. And to make matters worse, he's posing for the media with his like pink sports jacket thrown over his shoulder with his lips puckered out. Now, I have nothing against people who wear pink. Cameron needs to wear pink. I got a pink polo shirt, but it's bright pink it just looks really bad. Um, and it looks like Eminem literally beat the man out of him. <laughs> beat the goddamn man out of him. Um, and I just, I, I I was shocked, to be honest with you. Um, he's completely switched up. To me, he's like a brand new Kid Rock. Kid Rock was hardcore hip-hop back in the early 90s with a high-top fade and flat-top. Uh, dropping the N-bomb in his songs, not with the E-R, but with an A, but still trying to be cool. He knew that was no longer going to make him make it, so he switched up, grew the hair out with the braids, put a top hat on, started smoking cigars, and switched to heavy metal, ball with a ball, to bang, to bang, bitty, 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 bang, bang, whatever. And then, all of a sudden, capitalizes off that and realizes, shit, I can switch to country and make a ton of money with Hank Williams Jr. and all these other motherfuckers singing country claiming that I'm not from Detroit. No, I'm from I'm from northern Michigan smoking funny things and doing fucking crazy things. Whatever the fuck he said. And here's the new Kid Rock. It's Machine Gun Kelly. That's right. This Cleveland-born rapper who came out hardcore with Wild Boy, Steve-O featuring Waka Flocka Flame, um, live performance, by the way, was amazing. He took a lot of shrooms and acid, apparently, and started throwing up on stage and throwing up in, in his hands and shit. And then he was fine after that uh, at the gathering of the Juggalos. But he did. He came out as a rapper, hardcore, repping the streets of Cleveland. Then he comes out as a rock star and is playing the guitar and shit, which is dope. He's actually not bad. Then he does a horrible, shitty cover of, like, Take the Power Back or Some Race Against the Machine song. I can't remember what it was, but it was horrible with Travis Barker. Gets destroyed by Eminem in a beef battle. Probably one of the best diss tracks towards Eminem. But got destroyed at the end. And now he's all of a sudden a pop artist. Now all of a sudden he's an actor. 
But the pop artist, it's not just being a pop artist, that's fine, as long as you don't sell your soul. Now you've completely given in to what the media and mainstream want you to do. And he's wa- he's rocking a pearl necklace with a pink turtleneck blouse. Make sure to go look that shit up. It's, it's on every single website. I, I just... I, I can't stand that shit. He's a culture vulture. Um, almost kind of like Post Malone. Love Post's music, but I hate that he came in hardcore with the gold teeth and the braids. Now, you know, then he kind of started switching to, like, just flannels and tight jeans and getting tatted up. And now he's wearing fucking skirts with cowboy boots and fucking shaving his head and fucking, you know, getting always tired tattooed across his fucking eyelids. I don't know. Just strange to me. I, I guess maybe I'm an old man. I don't understand the new culture. And while we're talking about fashion, uh, one of my favorite rappers of all time and favorite artist at that, DMX. The dude's been out since 1996, 1997 with Rough Riders Anthem and still making music, still traveling, still performing and doing live shows. <laughs> and he almost kind of reminds me of that, like, one homie of yours, uncle who went to prison for like 10 years. And when he went to prison, like, huge baggy pants with Timberland boots giant baggy shirts with giant chains and like big old watches and his big black glasses were a thing when he went to jail and when he comes out he's still rocking the same goddamn thing well that's fucking dmx but that's what i love about him man the dude hasn't changed he's stuck to his roots he's stuck to what he he feels comfortable in and i appreciate that man the dude's music i still love it not as dope as it used to be but i still respect the fact that He's representing, you know, what's right to him. So shout out to DMX, Darkman X. Oh, Earl Simmons, one of my favorites, man. At one point, random fact, he was the first solo act, solo hip-hop act, to sell five number one albums consecutively. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well... That's all I got for today's show, Hippie Wiki Radio. Make sure to go check out all of them. You know the drill. I love y'all. Make sure to subscribe, download, leave a comment, tell your friends, tell your homies, punch your homie in the face for me, kiss your mom on the lips for me, and smack your sister on the ass. It's Hippie Wicked Radio. F Dukes, I'm your host. I'm out this bitch. I love y'all. You're listening to Hippie Wicked Radio Podcast. <laughs>